Welcome to Want Her, a community-driven podcast for the like-minded female, passionate about creativity, self-discovery, and letting out that inner weird. Brought to your ear holes by two cross-country friends, we want to project one thing. Self-discovery is a lifelong journey, and one that should be fun experiencing. Here, no topic is off-limits. We're just like you, striving for connection, laughter, and the continual reminder that we can actually be whatever the f*** we want. Here's Olivia and Sandy. Hello. (laughs) It's going. It's going. Woohoo. This is our third attempt at starting a podcast episode, and I'm sweating. (laughs) Yeah. No, this is the fourth. Okay. (laughs) Don't tell me that because I'm so embarrassed. This this has never happened. This has honestly never happened before. We were so excited and a little nervous to begin with because we have a guest. On that neither one of us know as friends ahead of time of this recording. And of course, yep. this happens to us. Typical Sandy and Olivia. Yeah, Gotta really. love it. Everything's working okay now. So like, yeah. please, God, on wood. cross all my fingers, cross all my toes. Hello. Hello. <laughs> We're so excited to welcome Kirsten Wild to the podcast. She reached out. She has a really cool Instagram platform and website set up for self-care, um, figuring out your wild, uh, talking about you know females and self-care and all of that. She is very heavily involved in outdoors, so I immediately was like, yes, please, let's have you on. So we're really excited to hear about her story, and we want to talk a little bit about what she's doing uh, as like a career, it seems. And Mm -hmm. I want to start originally, we were talking about this before the massive, you know, technical (laughs) difficulty saga that I don't want to talk about anymore. No. (laughs) But we ask, is your last name truly wild? And it is. And she was going to go into a little bit of a story. So please share and welcome. Hello, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Again, yeah, Kirsten Wild. So Wild is actually my legal name. It is my third name. So uh, a few years ago, I got married, took my ex-husband's name, got divorced. And at least in the state of Michigan, you can change your name to whatever you want um, when you get divorced because it's part of the legal court process. So my lawyer said, you know, we can do whatever you want. We can change your first name and your middle name too. You can be sparkly fairy princess for all I care. <laughs> and I said, this last name will do. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, I chose the name Wild. I really was sinking in at that point to rediscovering really my true wild self and that authentic nature. And this was just a reminder that, um, you know, we can go into detail more about this later, but my relationship with my ex-husband was a very codependent relationship. Uh, he was and is an addict, and I truly, truly lost myself in that relationship. Aww. And so in my divorce, reclaiming who I was and being able to listen into my intuition and my gut once again, which I hadn't done in years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, choosing that name for me is a constant reminder to always keep that in the back of my mind to always choose my intuition, to always trust myself and to just be my true authentic self. So that's the name I chose. And I initially chose it, you know, I had friends and family say, well, just add an E to the end so you can be like Oscar Wilde. And then people won't think it means like crazy party. And I'm like, well, nope, sorry. That's not what it means to me though. So I'm going to, again, listen to my intuition and choose this for myself. That is and so cool. Love it. That is beyond <laughs> not what I expected at all. No. I absolutely love that story. 
insane. <laughs> Truly. That is so cool. <laughs> I think it's super cool that you were also getting a little pushback from people in your life about putting the E on it. And you're like, no, yeah. I know myself. I know what it means to me. If you mm-hmm. actually know me at all, you would know right away that that's, it's not the party wild that they were referring <laughs> yeah. to. That's, yeah. can wow. I say that is badass. I it love is. that. <laughs> I love that. Holy crap. We are already like popping off on things. I love it. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. So okay. Amazing. Here I thought we were going to have to warm up with the game. Now it feels like a little <laughs> stupid, but. I got right um, into it, right? <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll, we'll do the game. It shouldn't be too, too long, yeah. but. So I saw that you're really involved in yoga online. And um, I also saw that you're like a rock climber. I attempted to do that in California (laughs) indoors during my contract. I'm very bad at upper body sports activities. But um, (laughs) so originally I had said like, oh, let's talk about a yoga fail. Like if you were in a certain position and you, you know, farted without your control or got into a (laughs) cramping situation. But I guess it can be any kind of like physical movement exercise related situation. Situation. Yeah. So if you have something, you can take it away and we're both going to share one of our own as well. Yeah. <laughs> I would love for you guys to go first while I brainstorm on that. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, no Perfect. worries at all. Sandy, you want to take it away? Sure. It's kind of stupid. So like, if you know me, I'm not super outdoorsy. I like, I love being outdoors, but not necessarily the physical aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, we were, me and my husband, now husband, we were dating at the time, still in college, and we went out for a hike, just not really a hike, a walk. And me, typical me, I'm very clumsy, and I'm not looking where I'm walking. And there's like roots, tree roots everywhere. And then all of a sudden, Alex is in front of me, and he steps over something. I don't even realize he steps in over something and I'm just going and all of a sudden I biff it and one of my legs falls down a hole no. <laughs> it's like up to my thigh oh my god I, fell down. I couldn't get up I was like Alex you need to help me up <laughs> that's I can so, see that happening that is yeah. so typical Sandy <laughs> I love that it really is uh, it was fun Alex still um, makes fun of me for it so how could you not <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, I guess my fail originally before I saw like all the rock climbing stuff, I was like, oh, I have a yoga one. No problem. This is so easy. I've tried yoga. My best friend teaches an aerial class. So I've done that Mm -hmm. once or twice with her. She's like crazy amazing at it. And um, this was before that. It was like in college where I was still like, I have no idea who I am and what I'm doing with my life. So I'll just (laughs) do some yoga in my dorm room. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm like so good at this. It's just coming so naturally to me. And it it's not, it wasn't. But anyway, I had my mat out and I was recording it to send it to my friend that does yoga to be like, look at this move that I like mastered so easily. And I think it's, I think it's the crow pose when you're on your um, hands and you put your knees on your elbows or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. And even holding that was hard, but I had somehow gotten to the groove where I was able to do that. So this is what I wanted to capture in the video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the one time I hit record and like had it all going and set up so perfectly, I like leaned too far forward once I got in the pose and my entire body like flipped over and I landed <laughs> on my back. The air, 
every like little particle of air exited my lungs and I like threw my back out and I, oh I like the video is so funny and I still have it because I like ran <laughs> over to the the camera and it's like looking down at me and I'm like because ah, ah, <laughs> I couldn't breathe so bad so it's like leave it to me to capture that and like be cocky and life just like slap me across the face oh I love that honestly even though that sounds painful and I'm not trying to laugh that I'm impressed because most people just fall on their face the fact that you were able to somehow flip over onto your back is quite a feat. Yeah, I can't say I've tried it again. That was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Did you happen to come up with anything? It's okay if you well, don't. You seem like a master. I don't have a specific story, but just kind of my general makeup is kind of crazy because so I was a ballerina when I was a little girl and oh. I will also, you know, do yoga, which is this nice meditative movement. Rock climbing have to be like you know, super safe on the wall and whatnot. But somehow in my normal like walking, waking life, I just constantly like run into doors, trip going up the stairs. And so when we're out hiking or, you know, going out to a climbing area, my partner is always like way ahead of me because he just has longer legs. And I'm always Uh behind just like stumbling and falling and he'll hear rocks fall and he's like you're good I'm like I'm good you know I always recover but I'm just constantly falling and he at this point has just known to just not even look back he's just like you're good you know because he knows if it's something serious I'll scream or something you know yeah yeah I love that that sounds pretty much like my relationship hiking with Colton too yes yes (laughs) me too (laughs) when we do Okay, so should we get into the nitty-gritty now, the fun stuff? Yeah, we want to hear more specifically about you. So Sandy's going to kind of lead that section. Yes. So Kirsten, we really would just want to know how you got to where you are right now, what you did to get there, and just like all about you. (laughs) Yeah, wonderful. Well, thank you. Uh, So my background... I'm actually originally from Michigan. I live in Utah now, but originally one of those Midwesterners, like you guys, so familiar yep. with that. And I definitely always loved the outdoors and exploring. And definitely as a child, I, you know, I was the kid that was up at 6 a.m. outside with my mm-hmm. feet in the mud for no particular reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but somehow along that journey, you know, into high school, into college, into my career, I got very much into um, so society's expectations of me. Right. And so I became such a workaholic. I had, you know, several jobs. I was also, um, lead, helping lead a nonprofit volunteering. I had my own side business. I used to have a jewelry business on the side. Like I had every minute of every day planned and I was just like constantly go, go, go. Mm -hmm. And then, um, as I mentioned prior, I got into a relationship with my ex-husband and kind of became into this codependent relationship. So I was doing all of that and then constantly caring for another person. Mm-hmm. And so I really truly lost sight of, you know, who I was or what even made me happy anymore. Uh, we did do a little bit of outdoor stuff together, but for the most part, I kind of had lost that, um, wow. that side of myself. And so I had been practicing yoga actually – it's probably somewhere around 19 years at this point. I started in high school. I remember every Wednesday, actually, my best friend would come home from school 
with me on the bus and we had a VHS recording of Rodney Yee yoga and we would watch that and like do yoga. And I remember there was this section that we had to have a chair for and we didn't have chairs. So we just fast forward so we could get to the end to Shavasana, which if you've never practiced yoga before, essentially you're laying on your back and you just get really relaxed and the teacher kind of guides you into this meditative space. And I remember thinking in high school, I am so stressed out. I need this relaxation. Like, Hmm. girl, okay, life gets much more complicated than high school. But at the time, I already, (laughs) right? I could already sink into this idea of knowing that that was something that I needed for myself. So I definitely continued that yoga practice over the years. And then in 2020 is kind of where everything exploded, like it did across the world, right? Mm -hmm. And so during 2020, I actually. Prior to everything that happened, I had signed up for my yoga teacher training. And it was the first time in a really long time that I had done something truly just for myself. I had wanted to do it for years and years. I finally signed up for it. And then during, I think, a week after we got started is when, um, you know, the pandemic really started. At that same time, my ex-husband chose, uh, you know, he'd only been married for, what, like three months at that time? He chose... Mm -hmm. Uh, no recovery at that point. He just relapsed and just kind of plummeted. And so it was this time of like crazy, crazy, crazy chaos, which I won't go into the details, but just a lot of trauma happening at that time. Mm -hmm. And luckily I had my yoga teacher training program at the same time. And that was what was giving me life because in my yoga teacher training program, it was really emphasized on self-love. And so I was really deepening my own practice while helping to teach others. So digging into that was really what helped me start to uncover who I was outside of that relationship, outside Mm -hmm. of my role as work, right? Because during 2020 as well, other things were starting to fall off. I was still working 50 hours Mm -hmm. a week, but you know, the volunteer activities were falling off and all those things because everything is getting canceled, right? So I had to sink into this time. And honestly, I will tell anybody that will listen, not in a literal sense, but yoga saved my life. I seriously feel like it reawakened who I was. It helped me reconnect to who I was and navigate through some of those crazy, crazy life experiences and actually make the most difficult decision of my life, which was to leave my ex-husband for my own Mm -hmm. safety. Mm -hmm. And I don't think without yoga and that self-reflection and that internal work that I would have been able to make that choice for myself because I still would have been sacrificing everything, um, you know, for someone else. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of where that all started. And then I spent another year in Michigan getting everything planned and in place. And I knew that I wanted to travel full time. And we had originally made that plan together. So I just kind of cut him out of the plan. And I was like, I can still do this for myself, right? Because this is what I know I need and want. And I made a plan. So similar to the, you know, van life or RV life. That's pretty much what I did, except for it was in my RAV4. So luckily I'm a small person and I fit in my RAV4. I already owned it. So I was like, well, it's not an extra expense. Yeah. I think I spent $200 putting a Thule up on top. So I had extra storage and yeah, I spent the, the first summer away, uh, teaching in the Sawtooth mountains in Idaho, teaching yoga at a guest ranch. That was a cool. magical experience because um, I'd never really experienced mountains before. 
Yeah. It was incredible. And then after that, I just kind of floated around and traveled and I learned how to rock climb, which was something that I had always wanted to. And now I do it like five or six times a week oh. uh, is now part of my <laughs> part of my identity. But yeah, I did lots of hiking, exploring and really taking that time uh, away from a career, away from all the volunteer activities to actually explore what I needed and what aligned with me. And I think that so often we are quick to fill our lives with all of the things Mm -hmm. so that we don't actually have to confront anything emotionally. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I will say I do that. I'm actively in the process of kind of like facing that. So Mm -hmm. I'm a travel nurse. I live in an RV and like, I've always wanted to cross all these national parks and hikes off of our list. And we've been doing it for almost three years And we wanted to go to Alaska for the summer. It's always been our like hurrah, like final hurrah uh, location. Mm -hmm. And everybody wants to go to Alaska. And I was looking for like a really small hospital so I can just chill and really like explore Mm -hmm. and not be stressed out. And these hospitals are accepting return travelers that have worked there previously. So Mm. I'm not finding a gig. And (sighs) my husband's like, why don't you take the summer off? You can really focus on your mental health. And I'm Mm -hmm. realizing that even like making that decision, yes or no, not even where in Alaska we would go or what we would do has been like really hard for me because I'm realizing more and more that I like distracted myself from the real like internal work and stuff with work Mm -hmm. and staying busy. So I completely relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard to take that time because it's scary because you're like, okay, when I'm left with all of this time okay, now I actually have to confront it and deal with it. And that's scary. It's so tough. It is. Yeah. So yeah, it was really important for me to give myself that time to just to be without any identity to just be and figure out what that meant. Yeah. I have a couple questions before we kind of shift in. Where in Utah are you at? I'm in Southern Utah, just outside of Zion National Park. Oh, okay. So like Springdale, where are you at? Like, um, technically I'm in Hurricane, but it's right outside of St. George. Oh, amazing. So what got you to Utah? How did you get to Utah? So crazy thing is Utah was never even on my bucket list. I had, I had never cared about Utah. I thought I am a mountain tree water girl. Uh The idea of the desert, just like no way. Uh, And actually, my first summer working at that job in Idaho, I met a friend who is now still one of my closest friends, and she's originally from Utah. And she goes, hey, you're open-ended for your travels, right? So come down to Utah because I need to show you the desert. Mm. She's from northern Utah, Salt Lake City area. I spent a little bit of time there in Spanish Fork. Did not like it, to be completely honest. I was like, I'm not sure about this whole Utah thing. It's a little bit weird. Uh, but she took me down to different, uh, some of the different national parks and things like that, uh, throughout a couple of weeks. And then I went on to Zion to explore on my own as she had some other commitments. And so I had really wanted to try rock climbing, to be honest. And I tried up in the Salt Lake city area and I could just not find people that were mm. my people or like that yeah. were inviting. And I swear, my first day in St. George, I had friends. I just absolutely fell in love with the community. And so I planned on being in St. George for maybe three days. And 
I ended up staying for something like three or four weeks. I ended up getting uh, a work away so I could just stay there a little bit longer. And then I left and then I came back and then I left and I came back. <laughs> Ultimately, um, who is now my partner, I met him through the gym my first day here in oh. St. George. Oh, wow. Uh, so ultimately, yeah, I moved here officially in September, I think. Sweet. So, yeah. Congrats. But it was definitely a going away, coming back, going away, coming back. And I really found that I freaking love the desert and I can't yeah. imagine oh, that gosh. I didn't think I'd like it. <laughs> I'm jealous because you're in my like absolute favorite area. I did. That's what we're doing is we just keep going back to like St. George or Moab area. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of where we're going to end up. And that's my... Well, hit me up when you get here. (laughs) Yeah, I will definitely have to do that. I just love the desert. I don't know. There's something about the openness and, like, possibility of it all. And it's always sunny. So, like, seasonal depression isn't on, you know, an issue. Yeah, the sun is a game changer for sure. Yes, yes. I think it was cloudy or, like, rainy the other day. And I noticed how much that shifted my mood. I'm like, oh, "Oh my gosh, I'm spoiled now. (laughs) Yeah. I have one day without sun. And I'm like... Yeah, yeah. So, okay, on your Instagram platform, you seem to really target this like rewild uh, term yeah. and uh, do um, specific reels about how to access that part of you. Kind of explain what you're doing with that and how it relates to women and your passion and what you want out mm-hmm. of your platform. Yeah, absolutely. So when I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier, the word wild to me is not this like crazy party scene, but it's the original sense of the word, which is just your innate nature, your true self unencumbered by, you know, society's expectations, um, away from what you see on Instagram, away from what your family thinks you should be and what you should do. Preach. And so the deepest sense of knowing of this is really connecting back with, if you think back of uh, when you were a child, and you would wake up and sure, some of it, it was a like lack of responsibility, but you woke up and you didn't think, oh, what do I have to get done today? Or what am I going to have for breakfast? Or this, you're just like, what do I want to do right now? And you just go yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. And you don't care, you know, what people think of you. You don't care mm-hmm. what, you know, mom says you should be doing. You just ignore all of that. And of course, as soon as we're born, right, we start to have these conditionings. Uh, but that is kind of, if you can think back to your true authentic self, that would be kind of the closest is that kind of childlike awareness that you're just listening into your body, your heart, your mind of what do I want and need right now and being able to do that for yourself. Uh, so that's kind of the wilding. Um, or if you, you know, you think of a, a wild animal, they're just out there doing their thing. Right. So the way that we get away from that is by starting to not to be disconnected from our intuition. So finding our wild is really about connecting in with our intuition. And if I were just to say like, Hey, tap into your intuition right now, if you're not used to that and you don't know how to do that, that's going to be really hard to do. Right. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. The whole idea with the kind of Instagram reels that I'm doing at the moment are these small, easy, actionable steps that don't seem like anything big, but each time you're doing them, you're actually starting to strengthen that relationship between you and your intuition and your gut. Uh, So yeah, that's where that's headed. (laughs) Is it always like yoga meditation based or you're doing different things in each one? So I'm definitely a yoga teacher, so it comes from that background. But I think the biggest misconception about yoga is that it is for young, white, flexible women on a mat 
doing all these crazy poses, mm-hmm. which is so far from the true meaning of yoga. Uh, yoga is just the, it means yoking or the union. And actually there's what's called Ashtanga. It's the eight limbs of yoga. So all the things that make up what yoga is. Only one of them is asana, which would be your yoga pose. Mm-hmm. And the only one originally is actually just a seated meditation. So the whole physical practice that I think we see here in the Western world is all about this physical movement when the whole point of that physical movement is to get yourself into a quiet space where you can do the meditation, the self-reflection, the inner work. And that's really, truly what yoga is about. So I think the biggest misconception when you know someone says yoga is, oh, I can't do that because I can't. I'm not flexible or I can't bend, but that's really truly only one small part of what yoga is. It's also about self-reflection. It's how you interact with other humans. Mm -hmm. It's how you interact with yourself. Uh, So yes and no. So it's yes, all yoga, but it may not be, you know, your definition of what you might perceive as yoga. Sure. Sure. And you seem to be um, like pro journaling too. Are there specific, Mm -hmm. like absolutely how you relate to that? Is it prompt journals or like, what exactly do you do for yourself to kind of connect to yourself? Because a lot of times people will see like a blank piece of paper and they want to write out their feelings, but they don't even know how to start. So like, I don't know. I know everybody's different, but what, yeah. How does that relate to you specifically? Yeah, sure. So I've been journaling my entire life. It's been my biggest besides yoga form of therapy because somehow it just works for me. And I know it's not for everybody, but I think there's a lot of value and merit into it of being able to take that time for that self-reflection because you can ask yourself questions that maybe you're not going to actually think about as slowly. Like as you're writing, it slows down your mind, right? Mm -hmm, Where when we're in just our active mind, we're like, crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for me, I don't always use journal prompts for my own journaling because I've just been practicing it so much. But definitely with my clients, there are, um, yeah, some awesome journaling questions. I worked with that a lot during my yoga teacher training. You know, there'd be a reading about this or that. And then here's your reflection. Here's how to apply it to your own life. Like, have you asked yourself this question? Have you asked yourself that question Mm -hmm. and being able to move from there? So, but yeah, I would say one really easy way to get started, uh, as a way of just regularly journaling, there's this something called in yoga called the pies method, P I E S. And it's just this opportunity to check in back with yourself. So you could do this with or without a journal, but I like the idea of a journal because you can go back and reflect. So P stands for physically. So how do I feel in my physical body? I stands for intellectual. How do I feel in my mind body? Like what thoughts are going on in my head right now? E is emotional body. So how am I feeling? What emotions are at play here? And S is spiritual. How do I feel spiritually? So pies. And so that's an easy way to either reflect each day, you know, as you start in the morning, or you could do it in a journal and just being able to keep track of that and um, moving forward. Yeah. That's cool. I just wrote that down. (laughs) I did too. I like journaling and I've never thought about it in touch with like all these different points. It's always like emotional for me because I'm an Enneagram type four. Yeah. Which I yeah. do you know anything about that? Because I'm just like getting this like huge type four energy, and I want to know if you know. 
You know what? I have taken that test multiple times and basically I haven't been able to clarify one or the other. Oh, darn. I'm always What's in between a- multiple ones, but I couldn't tell you which ones they are. I'm oh, not real shoot. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. just say I think you're a four or a three, but you know, <laughs> do with that what you will. That's so cool. You just seem like <laughs> so, so cool. in touch with everything yeah. internally. And it's like, re- like oh, it's, it's really, yes. really cool just to like sit back and watch you talk about your story mm-hmm. and like how you've been able to totally cultivate who you are out of all of these hardships that you've been through, which is alone is awesome. Um, Truly. (laughs) So (laughs) can you tell me what like a typical day in your life looks like? A typical day in my life? Yeah. I know it may not be typical, but like. Yeah, there's definitely not a typical because that is the joy and freedom of working for yourself, right? Is that every day can be different. (laughs) But I would say. If we're taking the mean average of the week, I'm definitely teaching one or two classes in person. I teach at a couple of gyms here. Um, It definitely involves rock climbing in one shape or another, whether that's at the gym or that's outdoors. It definitely includes my own personal yoga practice. I've been starting to get up at 5.30 in the morning, which I am not a morning person. Nice, me either. But (laughs) I've discovered that I get so active and so busy during the day that I forget to take that time for myself. Mm. And there's something so magical about if I can get myself up at 5.30, everybody else is still asleep. It Mm -hmm. is so quiet. And I take that time to journal, to read. Sometimes it's, you know, a self-improvement thing. Sometimes it's just a for fun reading, mm-hmm. but taking that time to read. I am a big tea person, so taking the time to actually sit there and drink my tea and then, you know, work on my own yoga practice, whether that means, you know, just laying on the ground for 10 minutes or, you know, it's all that idea of listening into, okay, what do I need this morning? And sometimes mm-hmm. it's a really physical active practice and sometimes I just need to lay on a bolster and chill. So oh, I love that. that's definitely how I've been starting my morning. And then yeah, yeah working, working on the computer a lot throughout the day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and tonight it sounds like you're doing a yoga class in the desert. So it's like outside. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a local resort area basically that contracts out some yoga teachers to teach So uh, this will be my first time subbing over there. So I'm pretty excited about that. I'm so jealous that I can't go. That sounds amazing. Can you virtual us in? (laughs) (laughs) Sandy's over there like, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) I'll send those like desert airwaves through the the, the phone. It's been a minute since (laughs) I've been to the desert. That is really cool. I want to talk a little bit since we're kind of like a female community driven, like Mm -hmm. introspective mental health, self-love podcast. Obviously it seems like that is in line with what your mission is, but I'm assuming that your classes aren't specific to women. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. My in-person classes, definitely, you know, anybody can come. Uh, My more online business. So I have a virtual Facebook group where sometimes I stream classes in there. That's all women. So my actual business, Wild Wandering LLC, is all dedicated to women and that personal experience. My in-person classes are just, I love the opportunity to still teach in person. So yeah, definitely everybody is included. And for any listeners that are like, oh my gosh, I want to join this Facebook group. What's it called? I know we're going to talk about your socials Mm -hmm. later on, but. It's called Wild Free Spirits and I can definitely send you guys the link. Yes. 
put it in the show notes? I believe yeah, I'm going to be joining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll send you the link so everybody can join. It's a free group. Um, I occasionally put in their journaling prompts. Right now for the month of May, we're doing a 20-minute yoga stretch every Tuesday morning live on there, which is just to try to get people, again, to break down this barrier of I can't do yoga. We literally do it from the chair most weeks. Just like here's some good openings. Here's some ways to just breathe and reset your mental focus for the day. So really accessible. And then, of course, yeah, all sorts of like fun challenges and things like that in there all the time as well, too. That's so cool. That's so cool. So in talking about your specific like online personal clients, um, and I guess I just I don't know how I want to get to what I'm saying. But like with women, you were talking about how when you really tap into your intuition, that's when you can take risks and really start living your dream. Mm -hmm. Why do you think women are so apt to just like let their self-care fall off their radar and like how does that intuition aspect really play a role in your mission and and how you've seen it affect yourself yeah uh so I think as women in particularly just the way that our culture exists we have been taught from a very young age that we are caretakers Mm. and we take that on as our sole identity especially if you are a woman who is a mother, especially if you are a woman who maybe cares for elderly parents, or we often find ourselves as well in caregiving roles in our career. And so Mm. we start to just really self-sacrifice and it comes from a place of really true goodness, right? I think that a lot of us have this true nature of we do want to help and we feel really good when we help other people. But sometimes that starts to take over and we think we don't have time for ourselves anymore. That's selfish, right? But I don't actually think being selfish is a bad thing. Um, That allows us to actually show up for people in our life even better. Um, And I think I'm getting off track here. I'm not sure I remember your question. Oh, no, that's okay. How how do you use intuition to kind of realize or like make it, I don't know what, catalyst to step into like, this is what I actually want to do with my life? Yeah. Okay. 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 So once you can get past that barrier of realizing that you do need to take that time for yourself, and once you have committed to this practice and starting to deepen and strengthen that intuition – Again, what I was saying, connecting back into your wild, you're starting to strip away those expectations from society, from your family, and you're starting to listen to what you actually need, what you actually want. And all of a sudden, it doesn't matter what other people think because you know that even if you fail, even if you make a mistake, you have been true to yourself. And so that is actually gives you the confidence to be able to take those big risks because you also know that you have the tools and the resources to get back to that space where you feel good because you've already cultivated the self-love, the intuition, the inner guidance to be able to take the steps that you need to, to get to where you want to be. That even if it doesn't work out when you take that risk, you know, you already have the resources to get back to point A, right? To try again. And so that is what really helps to give you the confidence to be able to, yeah, just do the things that you want to do. Yeah. And even if you fail, right, you learn something about yourself or you grow in some way. And I think it's really important, or at least it's been such a huge factor in my story with the travel nursing thing is 
I would have lived the rest of my life with regrets had I not seen Mm -hmm. that risk out. So I think that's a huge factor and important thing to think about if you're really like something's really laying heavy on your heart. And that totally aligns like I'm just vibing off of you, what yeah. you're saying. I'm like, yes, yeah. let's be friends. Yeah. I'm coming to Utah. Yeah. <laughs> I, love that. I love it. Yeah, all. and that travel aspect too. I spoke to so many. I've spoken to so many people that are like retirement age or maybe around mm-hmm. there. They go, oh my gosh, I wish I would have traveled when I was younger. I wish I would have done yeah. this when I was younger. I wish. And just because life and society and culture says you need to be working a nine to five and working your butt off in your 20s and 30s doesn't mean you can't take that time off for yourself and Mm -hmm. do that thing that you wish that you were, you know, that you don't want to regret when you're that age. And you don't want to be telling your grandkids that. You don't want to be telling other kids. You want to be telling them, hey, look at these crazy wild adventures I went on because I knew that's what I wanted to do at that time. Mm -hmm. And I don't regret it at all because guess what? Now I'm old and I probably couldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, Or you might not even reach that age. You just never know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't know. Exactly. I Mm -hmm. think it's so sad. Like, especially in today's age, it's so typical to burn out, really. Like, I Mm -hmm. experienced that last year with my photography. Like, I took on too many things and then I, yeah, absolutely. And I didn't realize until, you know, it happened and it, Mm -hmm. I need to focus more on self care. And that's what I'm trying to do this year. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I admire you. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really cool that you are prioritizing that every day, mm-hmm. no matter what. Because mm-hmm. I've Incredible. noticed that I like before, if I had an empty day on the calendar, it would be like a task to fill it. And now that I'm exactly. kind of like, I'm going to use this day and do some self-care. Well, then the self-care becomes kind of like a list where it's like, I need to Mm -hmm. take my everything shower and like (laughs) paint my nails and all this stuff. And it's like, when I get to those days more so now, I have a hard time even doing anything because I think Mm -hmm. I haven't truly allowed myself to rest. So my body is like shutting down. So I like that you incorporate it every single day. I think that's really important and really something to highlight. I think even when you get to that point, if you realize you're not going to do anything, that's totally okay too because you're honoring that space and you're like, okay, shoot, what do I need right now? I actually just need to take a day long nap and that's okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like yesterday I texted Olivia that I'm taking a personal day because I was just overwhelmed (laughs) with life. And then I did manual labor. I planted my garden, but it Mm -hmm. still made me so happy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And that's being able to like connect in, right? Because you wouldn't have known Mm -hmm. that you needed to do that for yourself if you weren't starting to do that self-reflection of Mm -hmm. what's happening here. So cool. So before Sandy, I know you're going to go to the next thing. I'm just curious when you work with a client one-on-one. Yeah. I guess I don't know what that looks like outside of therapists. Cause you know, that's uh-huh. what I do. Um, not as work. I'm a nurse, but I'm in therapy. Okay. <laughs> do you like get to know the client so you can kind of base their like, Oh, this is what I think you should be doing for self-care off of kind of like mm-hmm. their, um, interests and stuff or is it more so like I guess I don't know what it what does it look like on a personal level with one-on-one clientele sure so my signature program is the wild brave program it's a 14-week program and it's kind of a hybrid model so it's a uh, clients gain access to an online membership area where everything that they're you know, quote unquote, supposed to be doing, but an outline that I've guided for them is broken down week by week with a physical yoga practice and then a meditation or form of breath work 
reading, journaling prompts, and then there's different challenges and things like that throughout it. And so they have this formulated plan and the whole goal of it is to teach yourself how to do yoga. So it's similar to Mm. a yoga teacher training program where you're really deep diving into your own personal practice and learning a lot more of the other aspects of yoga, right, that we talked about besides just that physical practice. And they're learning how to create a yoga practice that works for them because there are so many different types of yoga. There are so many different ways to practice yoga that by just going to a, a studio once a week has great value, but ultimately it's a group setting. So it's never going to be tailored to you and what you need in that exact moment. So it's all about getting them to learn how to find that for themselves. And so as part of that, there's of course all the outlines and and project that they need to work on. We have calls every other week where we talk through their personal goals and as well throughout that 14 week program, they work on a vision creator about, you know, we talk about Connecting with your intuition allows you to go after those big dreams. So what are those big dreams? How do we break those into steps that we can work on? And that is all tailored exactly to the client. So, you know, maybe their big dream is to travel or maybe it's just to, uh, you know, take more time out of their day or what, what have you. Mm-hmm. So for example, I just had a client actually just before this, we had our last call. It was so sad to part from her, Uh, but she did amazing work throughout the 14-week program. And so what I mean by making yoga work for you, she was intimidated at the beginning of even doing 15-minute class, right? She she told me, I was too afraid to even get down on the ground because I wasn't sure if I could get back up. Wow. So that is going to be a very different experience from someone who says, I practice once a week at a studio, but I don't, you know, know what I need. So for her, she worked the program, did everything. And as she was writing her own yoga classes, she wrote a class for how to do yoga in the shower, which I think is awesome because that worked in her day, right? Because that was what she knew she needed. That was the time that she knew that she had in her day. Mm -hmm. She also wrote a class for, um, yoga for, if she didn't have a a mat, if she was traveling somewhere else so that it wasn't an excuse for her. And these were all the ideas she came up with herself, right? Because she did that deeper work and knew what she actually needed in her life and then was able to create that for herself. So now, yeah, she's doing, she just finished her 30 day challenge a couple weeks ago of doing yoga every day. She was doing 30 minutes at a time. You know, she's like, I stand taller. I'm more confident. I feel so more aligned in my body. So yeah. So that's kind of what it's like. So it's that online program and really doing the self-work. And then, you know, I'm there throughout it to be a coach, to be a cheerleader, to recognize those wins and kind of give ideas of things to try and work through along the way. Wow. That's that's amazing. amazing. I'm going to have to look into that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you had mentioned too, like kind of about stops dreaming and start doing. Can you just elaborate on that a little more? Yeah. So I think that, and I know I've definitely done this as well, right? We get into this mode where we're on our phones scrolling through all these Instagram reels with all these people with these fabulous lives. And we're like, I want to do that, but I can't because of X, Y, Z, right? And so we just spend all of this effort, right? Dreaming about it and not actually doing. So part of that, of course, is connecting as we've been speaking back into your intuition, your inner guidance to know actually what that looks like, but then actually being able to put those plans in place and take those steps forward. That's a big part of what I mentioned as that vision creator. So creating, Mm -hmm. figuring out what that dream is. Now let's break it down into 
how do we actually get there? And what are the barriers that we need to break down in order to access that? So in my own personal life, that was I wanted to live out of my car and and travel full time. Well, at the time I had a house, I had a cat, I had a four bedroom house full of stuff. Like I had I had a career. I had to figure out all of these things in order to get there. And if you're just constantly thinking, oh, I'd love to travel full-time one time. I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. But you don't start taking those steps. You're not going to get there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. So cool. Okay. Talking about traveling, do you have any favorite or worst experiences about from like life on the road? Yeah. Because a big, oh, you gosh. go Huge change talking from living to a house to living to a car. I know it was huge for me just to shift to a a big RV. Yeah, that's a big change. You know what's crazy is actually my biggest change lately is actually I'm still adjusting from September of now actually living in a house, which is something you don't normally hear people say. Oh, it's been so hard living in a house, but seriously, it's such a big adjustment. (laughs) No, I agree. When I would go home, like to visit family in between contracts, and we wouldn't drive, Uh we'd fly. I'd be like scared because there's just like so many places for an intruder to go (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I lived in my RAV for I had I didn't even I you know when I first started out I was like what is the bare minimum of what I need right because you can get in these van life forums and all this stuff and have these crazy build outs but honestly I had a a camp stove that was my dad's from when he was a boy scout when he was a kid that still works off of propane. That's really cool. I had that. I took all of my like weekend camping uh, dishes and whatnot and put it in a drawer. I had a foam mattress and a jug for water, but I didn't, I didn't even have power. I didn't have any of that stuff. I just was like, I'll figure it out anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Luckily I had, you know, some of the safety stuff. So I think probably... One of my favorite stories that I like to tell is I was actually, I had gone to Nevada from St. George and I don't recall, I think I was rock climbing out at Red Rocks, but anyways, I was coming back to St. George. This is when I was still living in my vehicle and my, uh, who is now my partner, he was like, I'm not out of work till six. So I go, I'm going to go take this hike. So I go and I just look for a hike on all trails And I get out there and it's a 10 mile drive on this dirt road, which I'm like, I've been on dirt road many times. No big deal. It turns out it was a very rocky road. Anyways, I got there. Luckily it started raining into my hike. So I ran back, jumped into my car, started driving away and then heard clunk, clunk, clunk. And I had a flat tire that had just like completely deflated while I was out there. So I was, there was not a single human out there. I was 10 miles on this rocky road and luckily RAV4s have an actual tire extra spare. It's like not a donut. So I was like, okay, okay. I got this. I know how to change a tire. I can do this. So it's like raining and I pull off the lid for the the wheel on the back and then I can't get the bolts loose. And I'm like, oh my God, crap. What am I going to do? So I just like take a breath and I'm like, all right, back and muscle it. And I finally get it off. And it was just like disaster after disaster. And then I couldn't get the bolts of the wheel, the flat tire to get that wheel off. Yeah. And I was doing everything. And all I had was this cheapo wrench that came with the vehicle and it was starting to bend. Like the paint was cracking on it. I called my dad. Luckily I had phone service, but (laughs) I called my dad. He's like, you need to add extra weight. Like grab, he's like, jump, like grab some rocks and like hold it into you. And then like jump on the, on the wrench to try to add extra torque to it. 
that was just bending it. So I was like, shoot. And I sat in my car and I was like, okay, I have to admit defeat, right? Because I don't like asking for help. I was like, this is like, right, a lesson where I need to ask for help. So called tow trucks, et cetera. I was, you know, waiting for around for a couple of hours, come to find out nobody will go out there because it's not a real road. Yeah. So the only thing that I could do was call for an off-road vehicle in Vegas, but it was a Friday night. So they, it was like hours, hours away. I'm so I'm sitting out. in my car, YouTubing how to, you know, how to get us this like bolt unstuck. And they're like, you need a longer lever on the, the wrench. I'm like, that's nice. And I see this guy in the YouTube and he goes and pulls out a metal pipe from his garage. I'm like, well, that's convenient that you're at yeah, home, yeah, right? And you have a metal pipe. So when I was thinking about it and there was actually <laughs> the last place I had stayed, this woman had insisted that I take this coat hanger thing for the back of my car and I didn't want it, but I just like threw it in my car last minute. Uh-huh. I was like, I think that's made of metal. <laughs> so I ran and I grabbed it and I put it on the end of the wrench and I go like this and it makes a big noise and I thought that I broke it and then I realized I had it. So they popped uh-huh. off. It was disaster after disaster still with the freaking jack and whatnot. But anyways, I eventually got my wheel on. And I just remember that moment because I had called my mom and she goes, this is one of your lessons, right? That you need to accept help. And I was like, oh, I don't think I learned the lesson you wanted. Like I did it by myself. And it was raining and I just, it was dark and I just was in the middle of the nowhere. And I was just like, ah! <laughs> just like screaming oh. like a wild woman. It was awesome. Feral. Anyway. I love that. It was a, another good hour slowly like creeping out of there and like constantly getting out of the car and like, this is a big rock. I'm going to throw this off of the road. <laughs> oh my! And God. then when I hit pavement, my eyes is like flooded with like relief tears. Oh, and yeah. yeah, I called my mom and I said, I didn't learn the lesson you wanted, but I'm out. I'm safe. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. I love that, that you said that's your favorite experience Mm -hmm. instead of the worst experience (laughs) a lot of probably people would like take that as the worst experience and you turn that around yeah it sounds like you had quite the like power woman feral moment we're just like screaming into the abyss I love that (laughs) yeah you too yeah the less exciting part of the story was you know the few days later where I had to go spend nine hundred dollars on new tires but you know yeah well yeah It happens. I mean, honestly, that was the only car trouble I had the entire time that's when amazing. I was in my car. So that's pretty amazing. I, I won't yeah. really cool. I won't complain about that. <laughs> no, because oh. okay. So how long did you live in your car, really? So it was about the span of about a year and a half. But for oh. the two summers in there, I was working at a guest ranch, so I had oh, like a room there. Um, but yeah, wow. still taking camping trips throughout. And and luckily, I found a partner who loves to be as active and moving around as I do. So we're pretty much out of town every single weekend. We just got back from Flagstaff the other oh night. So, and we, we do the same thing. We just sleep in our car, you know, it's cheap. It, it works. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh, so, so cool. cool. <laughs> we kind of want to give, uh, the opportunity to you to kind of talk, talk more about how people can find you, your website, mm-hmm. how people can, uh, become a client if they're interested in it. Mm-hmm. So anything you want to share about how people can, you know, at- at- attach themselves to you because yeah. you just have this energy that is oh. amazing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I definitely say, uh, find the link for that Facebook group, 
everybody is welcome. Uh, find what you need there. But I'd also like to offer to your audience a free intuitive breakthrough call with me. So this mm-hmm. is something that I do. So if you feel connected to this, if you feel like ready to make that transformation, pretty much what we would do on that call is I just spent a little bit time getting to know you, getting to know, <clears throat> again, what those barriers are and where you ultimately like to be. And on that call, We'll identify just one small step of a way that you can start to incorporate that connection with your intuition. Even if it's a thing where you say you don't have time, I promise you do. We'll find that one small step for you and you'll walk away with that. And then if at that point you are ready for that full you know, intuitive transformation, you are ready to dig into that self-love and discovery, we can talk about uh, what that looks like as well. Um, But just to give you a little bit of an idea on that call, I had a call with someone. She was a caregiver for work. She cared for, I don't know, I think somebody in a a nursing home or something of that sort. And she really wanted to get more into meditation and breath work. And she said she doesn't have time and she's so stressed out and and the the clients feel that, et cetera. And so we talked about just, you know, right, that one small way of breaking down the barrier of what meditation really is. And she realized she could actually do it while she was at work for a couple minutes. And she got back with me a week later and said, actually, I tried this at work this week. And not only did it help me to relieve my stress, my client actually said, what are you doing? And decided to try to try it out for herself as well. So that's beautiful. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. I love So that. yeah, if um if anybody's interested in that call, I can definitely help you get on that first step to get, so you know, started on that journey. Uh, the best way to book that is wildbraveyoga.com slash now N O W to show that you are ready right now to start to make and build some of those changes. That's yeah. so okay. Incredible. And your your Instagram is what? Yeah. My Instagram is at wildwandering.life. Awesome. Everyone okay. should go for it. Which is also my website too. It's the same exact thing instead of .com, it's .life. So That's easy so way to find cool. me that way. Yeah. That's so cool. Uh, I don't even oh know what gosh. else to say because I'm just like taken aback by in, your energy. I'm in awe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm definitely going to have to keep my eye on you as we most likely will end back up in the desert because I want to be Yes, friends. please do. Yes. <laughs> Come do all the desert things. (laughs) Any last, any last uh, minute things that you want to say at all? The floor is yours. I, I guess just thank you so much for having me. And for those of you that are listening, just know that you do have the power to step into your own power. um, Even if it is taking just those small steps at a time. I love that. I'm snapping like I'm at a yoga studio or yoga <laughs> <laughs> poetry. <laughs> so oh my amazing. God. So Thank good. You so, so Thank you so, Thank you so, so much. much. Person. Thank you so, so much for listening to Want Her with your girlfriends, Sandy and Olivia. We hope this chat has motivated you to chase those dreams, take hold of your mental health, or finally let out that inner weirdo. Maybe even all three. If you're a fan of what we do, we'd sincerely appreciate it if you subscribed and rated us five stars. Talk to you next time.